It's worth knowing what's really going on. This is the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Donald Trump has been indicted in Atlanta. We have so many court dockets to follow, but we haven't really seen anything yet. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution has covered every moment of this historic case. I've been writing about this investigation for two and a half years. Our team is led by reporters Bill Rankin and Tamar Hallerman. Follow our coverage on AJC.com and listen to new in-depth episodes of the award-winning podcast, Breakdown, the Trump Indictment, only from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. You all can learn something new by subscribing to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution's new newsletter called Unapologetically ATL. It's all about the people, the events, and the entertainment happening in Metro Atlanta that Black people might want to know about. So subscribe today at www.ajc.com slash unapologetically ATL. This, my friends, is Access Atlanta. It's a new podcast that shares the best things to do, see, eat, and experience. Welcome to Access Atlanta. I'm your host, Shane Harrison, and this week I'm here once again with our producer and editor, Bria Felicien. Welcome. Hello. I'm excited to be back. It's um, nice to have you on this side of the microphone. Yes. I'm excited to talk <laughs> instead of just listen. So so what, uh, what have you brought for us this week? So I have a little story about coffee in Atlanta. Hmm. Um, I'm talking in this story. I'm talking about coffee culture, right? Um, just like not just places to go, but just the environment of coffee mm-hmm. in, like you know, just okay. So I'm one of those people who just got into specialty coffee, the third wave, as they say. Um, so I'm one of those people that goes to the coffee shop just for the taste and not just the um, just not just for the caffeine. Right. Um, there's some people that are very like for lack of a better word, bougie about it. But there's a lot of like cool places to go in Atlanta and not just, there's a lot of cool drinks. There's a lot of places for everyone. So I want to talk to people about not only the places to go, but the environment, the community that's been like booming mm-hmm. since co- the coffee culture has exploded here. Right. Right. So, I mean, coffee is obviously something most of us can relate to uh, on some level. Uh, you know, we all have it, whether we do before we leave the house or when we get to the office or whatever. But this is more about places where people actually go and hang out sometimes, where people experience, you know, all there is uh, to coffee. It's not just, you know, pour yourself a cup and, you know. To help wake you up. <laughs> right? Yes, yes. So like, okay, so there's this one coffee shop on Memorial, um, kind of at Memorial in Boulevard. I'm uh-huh. not sure what area that is, but it's a, called Brother Moto and it's a motorcycle shop and coffee shop. Huh. So there's places like that. And then there's Taproom Coffee, which in this story, I speak with the owner and I've gone to like how to make coffee at home and how to make coffee, this type of coffee. So there's like places that teach you how to make coffee and like build their brand on like community. Right. And then there's specialty like Brother Moto. Obviously, that's one of my favorite places right now. They have like 
fall drinks. They have a, a Atlanta Fog, which is like Earl Grey. It's not necessarily coffee because it's Earl Grey tea and like this, and like the milk and it's special. And then I went for my birthday. I got a free coffee, so you know I'm like <laughs> a huge fan. <laughs> but for my birthday, I got this like orange and chocolate fall coffee drink. So there's specialty drinks that's just like for the fun of it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then also for the story, I talked to somebody who runs the AtlantaCoffeeShops.com website. That website helped me realize. So I moved to Decatur, and there's this coffee shop that also specializes in bagels. And I've been there, but I didn't notice until I read that website in the interview. So, Oh, really? They specialize in bagels? Huh? Yes. It's called B-Side and the Deer oh, and Dove. Oh, I know that. Yes, yes. They have they have the uh, the wood-smoked bagels, I believe, is what they are. Yes. See? Uh, yeah, coffee, of course, is everywhere. You know, the, the proliferation of Starbucks on every corner and um, and all of that and, and lots of other national chains. Um, but then, like you said, there are lots of people are ha- sort of having to specialize, I guess, because, you know, they got to offer something special, something different, something you can't get at some of these national chains. You know, we all have our pa- favorite spots, but it's always good to discover a new one. This is a great way to do it. Yes. We're doing real service journalism. And <laughs> thank you. <laughs> so we'll tell you how to get your coffee fix, whether, you know, you like it sweet or um, just black. Just like the rest of the United States, the specialty coffee industry in Atlanta has seen a boom over the last few years. That's locally owned coffee shops with unique drinks and themes and niches. In Atlanta, you can find a motorcycle shop that also provides espresso and coffee lemonade. There are coffee shops with a view of the Chattahoochee River. Coffee shops that also specialize in wood fire bagels. Coffee shops that also have a commitment to hire adults with intellectual and developmental disabilities. Coffee shops that specialize in showcasing local artists. You get the idea. Coffee goes with everything, and Atlanta has a ton of options. But specialty coffee um, and, and espresso bars and, and coffee culture, um, it's, it's always been a booming, growing industry year over year um, all around the world. That's Jonathan Pasquale, owner of Taproom Coffee in the Kirkwood neighborhood since 2014. He's also been working in Atlanta's coffee industry for the last 13 years. And so Atlanta, we've probably only seen that more visibly in the last few years, so like the last five years in particular. Um, and uh, and before that, there were, there were coffee shops around. There were still good specialty coffee, good espresso. Um, but it's been way more visible in the last few years. Um, but all of us, all the independent specialty coffee places all ride on the coattails of, of Starbucks and um, you know large companies that have been growing this industry for us and, and they're the ones who paved the way um, all around the world and they've been doing it for years and so um, since you know 80s and 90s and so really we're riding, riding the wave of those people who paved the way for years and had better resources and uh, you know better marketing and, and could get it out into the general population of hey here are these terms Here's, here's what espresso and cappuccino and latte and all these are and give people a taste for it. Um, and, and doing that for, you know, straight coffee drinkers and, and espresso shot drinkers um, and then those who need to be eased into it with large sugary drinks. And then maybe they try something out one day and, and end up liking it and then transition their way towards what we'd see as like kind of the core coffee drinks. Um, but it's all been growing and, and wherever it spreads, um, the, the specialty coffee shops can pop up and survive and last. And 
AtlantaCoffeeShops.com has a map that shows the more than 200 independent and local coffee shops in the metro Atlanta area. Also on the site, there are interviews with owners, even a tab that breaks down what coffee shops are open late, what coffee shops are currently selling oat milk, pet-friendly coffee shops, and more. The creator behind AtlantaCoffeeShops.com, a longtime photographer and blogger, has visited more than 200 shops in the metro Atlanta area and says each coffee shop has a unique identity and the scene is pretty diverse in terms of its offerings. Pasquale describes his coffee shop as one that has a commitment and focus on community. Yeah, so um, a unique identity of Taproom um, would lie a lot in the people. And so, like any other place, we are not any different in terms of wanting to be a good neighborhood coffee shop that has good customer service and high quality products. Like everybody says that. Like everybody says, you know, coffee and community. Um, and so we're no different in that. Uh, I, w- I would hope and uh, we aspire to deliver really well on all of that. And so always consistent in a high quality product so that, y- you know, you come in and you get a cup of coffee, you know, it's always good. You get whatever your drink is. And you can rely on that as part of your your daily, weekly, whatever routine. Um, but then also you get to connect to people, and that people know your name, they know your drink, uh, they know your your you know, dog's name, and what's going on in life. And um, it's because we're around, and we are forging those bonds that make up a community. We're just doing it with the medium of coffee, and so. For me, ta- uh, tap room. The goal has always been using coffee and beer as the media through which we facilitate relationships and facilitate community connections. And so, the idea is that we would be the place, first place, someone thinks about when they say, "Hey, we haven't seen each other in a long time. Let's go grab a cup of coffee, or let's go grab a glass of beer together, um, and sit down." And and those are the beverages that are on the table. But if, if it was something else, like people use restaurants for that, and totally fine. Um, we just want to be the place where people do that for coffee. Um, and it's, a, it's something that if we are consistent in um, and know who we are as a coffee company and, and the values that, that, um, that we hold to with our purchasing and then how we take care of people and how we take care of our own internal staff and then how we take care of customers, um, performing on all of that consistency over time, that's when we build a, a loyal customer base and um, we're an integral part to the community. We give back. Um, and again, people know us and we know them. It's not just a simple business transaction and that's it. It really is contributing to all those little tiny interactions on a consistent basis day after day that say, hey, you're my neighbor and we're friends or maybe not. Maybe it's just a very, very positive coffee interaction. Um, but we want to deliver on that positivity and um, and being a good steward of the moments of people's lives. So they come in every single day. They're not always going to be in the best mood. Something's going to happen. And if we're there for the lowest moments and we can hand them a cup of coffee that's comforting to them because it's routine and do it with a smile and a person that they know. And even if in that moment, all we're saying is, here's your coffee. Thanks. Have a great day. Um, but we know them and we say like, Hey Joe, or, you know, Susie or whatever generic names. Um, and, and we hand them that drink and connect them and they say, okay, great. I, I can go face the day or whatever it is. Um, and so we are not like, I'm not naive to assume that everyone's going to come in. Everyone's going to be friendly all the time. We're going to be friendly all the time. And it's going to be a little bubble. Like it's not like that. It's real life. And we just do it 
hopefully as consistently and positively as we can in genuine relationships. According to AtlantaCoffeeShops.com, there are several coffee roasters unique to Atlanta. East Bowl Coffee, Peach Coffee Roasters, Radio Roasters, Docent Coffee, San Francisco Roasting Company, Rev Coffee, and a few more. If you're looking to learn more about coffee... Occasionally we do um, these educational classes and uh, they serve on several different fronts. I mean, one really does provide a, a practical like knowledge transfer. Like if you need to learn how to brew better coffee at home and then we can teach you, like we'll do that. And then, you know, maybe it's a free event or maybe like very nominal and you go home with a bad coffee or you have a drink there or whatever it is. Uh, but those are opportunities for us to share the knowledge that we have, knowledge and skills. And then it's another point of connection for community. Um, but I always encourage people to, to um, just find what they like and, and don't think of the specialty coffee industry as something that is uh, not approachable. Like, it's people behind it. And so if you have a question, ask, ask the person behind the bar or ask the owner, and hopefully you get a very friendly answer and an invitation into um, the world of coffee. And even if you don't get into coffee as... You know, the, the career and business and processing and all that, even if it's just sitting down in a coffee shop and enjoying, you know, people and Wi-Fi and whatever, and that's the extent to which you interact with coffee, great. <laughs> and even if you go and then you sit down in a coffee shop and only drink tea or a Diet Coke, like, you're, you're there for the same kind of reasons of community as a lot of other people who use that space. Around town, there are also trains and coffee cuppings, which are essentially coffee tastings. And you can also visit the Atlanta Coffee Shop's website for more and a calendar. There are a lot of coffee options in Metro Atlanta. Let's see what's happening in and around Atlanta over the next 10 days. On November 19th, Ariana Grande will make her second visit of the year to Atlanta's State Farm Arena. In June, she played in front of a sold-out arena in a show that our music writer Melissa Ruggieri called an impeccably produced, fan-friendly innovation. She's one of the most prolific contemporary pop stars, too. Since August 2018, she's released her fourth album, Sweetener, her fifth album, Thank You, Next, and this appearance comes just a few weeks after the release of the soundtrack for the new film version of Charlie's Angels, which was executive produced by Grande and heavily features her contributions. Ariana Grande returns to Atlanta at 8 p.m. November 19th at State Farm Arena. Tickets are $129.95 to $249.95, and you can find those at statefarmarena.com. It's 1932, and a young tobacco heir returns to his family's Winston-Salem, North Carolina estate with a new wife in playwright Topher Payne's Swell Party, being produced by Process Theatre Company. The new missus is a gin-soaked Broadway actress, a dozen years older than the groom. The action takes place at a party intended to introduce the newlyweds to society, but then the groom turns up dead in this darkly funny mystery. Or does he? When the play premiered back in 2013, Wendell Brock's review in the AJC deemed it, quote, a delightful and original treatment that balances froth with gravitas while investigating the meaning of lust, greed, hypocrisy, and loss. Process Theatre Company presents a new production of Topher Payne's Swell Party at Onstage Atlanta's new home on North Decatur Road in Scottsdale. It continues through November 24th, and tickets are $18 to $22. Find out more at theprocesstheater.org or at onstageatlanta.com. 
Fernbank Museum of Natural History hosts two floors of twinkling, beautifully decorated trees, showcasing celebrations around the world for the 10th year of the enchanting Winter Wonderland exhibition. This holiday-inspired exhibition and programming series features trees and other displays decorated by local cultural partners that recognize celebrations including Christmas, Hanukkah, and the Festival of Lights, as well as traditions and practices like origami, indigenous art, and national symbols. The exhibition opens on November 22nd and continues through January 12th, and it's included with general admission to the museum, which is $18 to $20. The Fernbank Museum of Natural History is located on Clifton Road between Atlanta and Decatur. Get directions and more info at fernbankmuseum.org. Alt-hip-hop collective Brockhampton first came together via an online Kanye West fan forum when band leader Kevin Abstract put out a call for potential bandmates in the Houston, Texas area. That band became Alive Since Forever, which would morph into Brockhampton in 2014 releasing a debut single in 2015 and a first mixtape called All-American Trash in 2016. The Saturation Trilogy of albums followed in 2017 and a deal with RCA Records was signed in 2018. This year, Brockhampton released album number five called Ginger. It debuted at number three on the Billboard 200 chart following its appearance on August 23rd. Opening the show is acclaimed British rap artist Slow Tie, whose album Nothing Great About Britain was shortlisted for the UK's prestigious Mercury Prize this year. Catch Brockhampton and Slow Tie at the Roxy at 8 p.m. November 20th. Tickets are $43.50 to $75. Get tickets and more info at CocaColaRoxy.com. For more things to do in and around Atlanta, go to AJC.com. Our senior editor is Nicole Smith. Podcast edited by Bria Felicien. Music by Bo Emerson and Billy Guin. And I'm your host, Shane Harrison. Join us next week for more Access Atlanta.